Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who have spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. In this episode, we interview entrepreneur and founder of Clum Creative, Mike Clum. Mike breaks down his top tips to acquiring clients and selling video. He dives into the true value of money when it comes to doing what you love while building a business. And Mike even shares his whirlwind ride from rock bottom to a multi-million dollar company. Welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you're definitely not in Cleveland right now. No, 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 for sure. <laughs> I was like, what's this What's this dude doing with his door open? <laughs> I've got 10 inches of snow next to me. I know Cleveland's yeah, like got penguins. more. The birds are penguins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, where are you at right now? I'm in Miami. I'm here till May. Ohio is yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> It is. Mark is like going insane right now. He's like yeah. been calling us every day, being like, "It's just so depressing here." Yeah, yeah. I'm moving. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today we have creative filmmaking entrepreneur Mike Clum of Clum Creative. What up? It's good to be here. So, what is the origin story? of Mike Klum? Uh, well, you know, I was in high school. I really liked to play golf a lot. And that was my pursuit. I played golf every day and wanted to become Tiger Woods and be <laughs> the greatest golfer of all time. And like most people in your athletic pursuits, you, you know, you reach physical limitations of your abilities. But uh, I went to college, met this dude who ran a little video production company at the time. But I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I decided to drop out and get into doing videos and trying to make money and have freedom. And that's basically what started. That was about 10 years ago. Love that. Huh. So you, you dropped out of college and pursued video production. I love that. Yep. College is basically a scam across 90% of all spectrums, particularly video production or creative services. So I recognized the scam and I departed the scam. And here I am. And you couldn't have said that any better. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we take I a pretty agree. staunch anti-film school <laughs> sentiment on this podcast. We don't find it to be very necessary when it comes to being successful. Not at no. all. So yeah, Not it was uh, it was good choice. It was some early uh, early days of learning how to actually make videos. I actually started the company before I really had made a video, so it was an interesting end. But uh, yeah. Okay. How deep into the, the, the scam were you before you're like, nah? Uh, about two uh, s- semester and I decided I was going to start. And then by semester three, I had dropped out. I needed, I, I was like, if once I, once I was making about $800 a month, I was like, I, I can live at home, gas money, food, McDonald's, whatever. And I was good to go. So <laughs> what, what was that? What was that first project like? Well, I uh, started the company. I mean, I, I had made some videos just to kind of fuck around, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. troll, troll people. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I just made ridiculous videos and posted them and just, yes. tried, you know, and uh, basically when I decided uh, I wanted to start the company, there's a there's a certain endorphins that come with trolling individuals, right? <laughs> and but at a certain point when you're in college, all right, I like these endorphins, but I don't want to sit in class. 
And the only way in life that you don't want to have to do what you want to do is to have uh, cash in your bank account. If you don't have cash in your bank account, you have to do what others want you to do. So I decided one day that I like trolling people, but I like money in my bank. So I decided that I was going to start this company. I did it in video because I thought video was interesting. I posted on Facebook. Hi, guys, I have a video production company, and now I'm offering my services. My friend had a band. He hit me up, and I went and met with them in this grimy dungeons basement place somewhere. They had five members of the band. Uh, they asked me how much for a professional video. And I'm like, well, I'm a professional video producer. They, we agreed arbitrarily that $10 per band member, a total of $50 would be a good investment. And I ran with it. That was my first project. That was in 2012. Dude, $10 per <laughs> band member. I, that, I love this. <laughs> great. Now, see, that is an origin I, story. That so, yeah, right yeah, there. No, so they, took, they, they, they didn't pay me the money up front because it's like, okay, let's see how the work turns out. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. Uh, I gathered my parents. My mom does painting sometimes, so I took all of her shitty painting lights and a bunch of cords and a bunch of random shit and went into this basement. <laughs> they set up their bands, and I, I guess I got some smoke machines and shit. And I had no idea. I was so bad at video production, and oh, it was horrible. That's awesome. It was one of the worst videos, and we put it out, and uh, I put all these like crazy effects. I, you know, I was using probably. Maybe, yeah, Final Cut 10. The top comment was, wow, did you pay some dude uh, like 50 bucks <laughs> in your basement? And, and in fact, that's exactly what they did. So whoever commented that, you were, you are- Nail on the head. Insightful. You knew what happened. <laughs> I felt like a big dummy, okay? I would use a different word, but a big dummy. And because uh, I had just dropped out of college, this is what I do now, I'm professional, and now I'm a loser. I decided at that moment, I'm an ultimate loser and I don't like feeling like a loser. So I decided I was going to get good at video production and all those hater comments, I would show them. Right. Right. But the truth is they weren't haters. They were just being honest. It was a trash video and I was trash. I was trash. And then I kept making videos and it took me about a year to be okay at video. Uh, but my first year in business, I did 4,000 in sales. If you do the mathematics, 4,000 divided by 12 and <laughs> divided by 30, it's not much money. Okay. So I was feeling like trash. This is 2012. But then the first legitimate somehow. And so I got doing music videos. That was kind of my thing. You know, whatever. It's just kind of who you know and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I was, I did rap videos more, more so. Cleveland rap community. And, you know, you, I was getting up to charging a hundred and 400. And I think the most I ever charged for a rap video was like 600 bucks. And I got pretty good doing that category of videos. You put in enough reps, watch examples, just yeah. tutorials, whatever. Right. Right. I was probably making a thousand bucks. And then I get, I get some other client. I got this other client, a DJ company that was paying me a thousand bucks. So I was making like 2000 bucks a month. And my big break into the corporate world, I guess big break, you could say. This random company found me on LinkedIn randomly. They saw my music videos and they got a quote from me to do their corporate video. And I decided, okay, sure. And my most I ever got paid was 600 bucks. So I'm like, well, I'll charge $1,000. And that's a lot of money for me. And they said, yes. And I did the video. I formatted the card, lost all the footage, had to do the reshoot. But all in all in all in all, <laughs> the video came out. The video came out. They liked it, went on their site. Things were good. And then at the end of the project, I find out that the next closest quote was 10000 Okay. 
And mine was a thousand. The only reason they went with me, because they're like, well, why not? Right. So I was pretty pissed. I was pretty pissed. Wait, how'd whole- you find out that it was 10,000? He told me, the dude told me. <laughs> the dude told me I was nine. I was maybe just turned 20. I just turned 20. And that whole year I made $23,000, 7,000 of which was in December. So you do the mathematics on that 23,000 minus 7,000, 16,000. That's you're still broke. You're broke. <laughs> you go work at McDonald's and make more money. Okay. And I was charging a thousand bucks and I had $300 in equipment rental and this and this, it was a mess. Okay. So I'm broke. I'm, I'm dropped out. My videos are at that point. All right. I'm still formatting cards and losing footage. But, you know, things were all right. What, you want me to keep going? I keep, keep telling going. you. Oh, I love yeah. it. Okay, okay. We got all so, the time in the world. This is what we're looking for, for sure. So, all right, I'm broke. Now, here's the other thing. I decided arbitrarily again that, well, now I am big time now. I charge 5000 So I called all my rappers and I said, no more rap videos. Uh, I don't do that shit anymore. I had this DJ company I was doing videos for. I'm like, yeah, I go for big projects now. I don't do that shit anymore. And so I basically self-sabotage and eliminate all revenue because for some reason I decide that I'm now worth so much more money, right? Been there. So then I go broke. I have this office. I had $600 a month. Couldn't pay for that. I couldn't do, you know, because I, you know, whatever. And I assumed that you could just go get these $5,000, $10,000 projects left and right the same way I could kind of get music videos pretty easily, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, scrap my way. So this was August, 2013. I went from doing like two, three grand a month, you know, having a respectable 20 year old hustle to now I am broke as fuck. Okay, I have zero dollars, negative dollars, diminishing uh, mental health, physical health. You know, you just feel like a complete loser. And I'm also looking at these other companies. I'm like, well, their work's not that much better than mine. How do they have all these employees? How is all this revenue? This is unfair. This is unfair. I want to have all that revenue. I want to have all those employees. This is ridiculous. So basically, I was down to like my last hundred bucks. This is sounds such like a dramatic. I love it. This is the truth. I've done it. So I bought the... uh, I decided I'm going to go get all the customers and I'm going to get all the revenue. This is going to happen. So I'd buy the Cranes list, which is like this little list of marketing agencies Mm -hmm. that Cranes Cleveland puts out. There's Cranes in other cities. And then I get LinkedIn premium. And then I just, this dude once told me like, dude, you can call companies and see if they want your services. So I'm like, dude, at this point, fuck it. What, what, what the fuck do I have to lose at this point? Okay. So I call all the marketing companies and uh, one of these dudes had a, a car dealership. He needed a video for us, 3000 bucks. And I, I was like, absolutely, absolutely. So I did it. I got, I got like a thousand bucks down, which was like the best thing of all time. Two months later, I kept doing shit on LinkedIn. I made seven grand. That was that 23,000 that year. Then the next year did one, 170 then 350, then 500, then 1.1, 1.7, and then 3.6 last year. So we're, we're a legitimate business, 25 full-time employees. So uh, basically just uh, spamming people over the phone and begging people <laughs> to use me. You pointed out something really? though that I think is like, it's so true to it for a lot of us filmmakers, but we don't talk about it. You're like mental health issues, you know, oh, yeah, you're I, in I, the shit. Like, I love the cold, honest truth that you just delivered. That's for sure. I, I've had that moment with with an agency I had right out of college. You know, it's like we went up, we went way down, and then back up, and all of that. What'd you do to like get get yourself mentally prepared to get LinkedIn Premium and just start pounding the pavement when you have no money 
and no food. And when you're broke though, and you have, you just need money. So you will call and call and call and call and call until the money is in your bank. So at the end of the day, you know, it was a good combination in my head uh, because if I would have got a job and then get comfortable and then, you know, it doesn't happen. So you just have to literally be hungry, literally, you know, like if you need some food, you know, you need to call people to do some videos for them. So that's kind of just what had to happen. The rest is irrelevant. What I felt or this or this, who cares? You need food. You're hungry. Yeah. Is your sales process now the same as it, as it was back then? Or it's you evolved. Still, I yeah. mean, in theory, it's just like you wake up and either more people know who you are today than they, than yesterday. Right. And yeah. how do people know who you are? They either, you either put out content or you call them. Right. And you do both. And in some, some categories and some businesses, content and some people's skills, that type of thing is more relevant. And sometimes calling and, and just getting them to know who you are is more relevant. But in general, yeah, well, our sales process, you wake up, we reach out to people. Now they know who we are. Some of them want to work with us. Some of them don't. And we just try to just do that every day and get more customers. So now now you're a legitimate business, right? 25 yeah, employees. I would think, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's legitimate. I love it. Yeah. Do you guys, do you find that you have a niche of, of certain type of people that respond to you, your sales and your marketing or is it, uh, you know, in the corporate category, you know, yeah. you have, you have marketing directors within between a hundred and a thousand employees. And then as the size of company grows, there's different nuances of categories within companies of who would, who would need video services or creative services. But you know, you just have to study it and become a sales professional. If you're like a person making 50 grand a year doing freelance video services and you want to grow a little bit, you have to recognize that the same way you're a video professional and you show up and you put the mic in the seat, you know, there's professional activities of a video person. There's professional activities of a professional salesperson. And if you want to make money, the only way to make money, particularly selling a commodity service like video production, which is, is a commodity service as much as you want to think that you're special. You're not special. You have to become a professional salesperson, which means you have to know what you're doing and you have to read about it and study it and, and get good at it, which includes understanding at a company who is the decision maker and being able to know, hey, at this company, it's a thousand person. It's going to be the director of creative services, or maybe it's the, you know, it's not the vice president. It's not the CMO. It's this. And that's probably half of it is understanding who you're selling to finding the right person. Yeah. And then, and then the other half is just, just having the confidence and the intelligence and whatever to just reach out and introduce yourself. And then the focus to do that every day, you know, it's, it's excruciatingly boring to do this. It's excruciatingly psychologically jarring, but if you are psycho and want to make a lot of money, (laughs) that's kind of the nature of the game, right? So it's kind of like, if you want to be a bodybuilder, you work out all day and you eat chicken all day and you do this it's kind of a stupid life but you get to be huge like jay cutler or ronnie coleman you're just massive right so if you want to make more money and you want to you know have freedom that's the life love that yeah consistency (laughs) plugging it in every day yeah and yeah and and not concluding it doesn't work too quickly because everything works if it doesn't work for you, it's because you didn't think about it hard you enough. Didn't you didn't try it. Everything works. Direct mail works. SEO works. Paid search works. Cold calling works. Cold emailing works. LinkedIn. Everything works. You know, just think about it more. Think about it. Oh, why is it not working? And, you know, because obviously things work. You know, there's some things perhaps that don't work, but most things do work. It's just you're the one that's not able to make it work. 
you're in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in the filmmaking corporate video world, I think, you know, you have to decide which one you're going to gravitate towards more. If you're going to build a business or you're going to, you know, show up with a camera, you know, or some type of middle ground between the two, but the middle ground is tough. It also depends on what you like doing. I hate video production. Okay. I like it. I like being a part of it. I like it. I like cool videos, but you've just gotten really, really good at selling video. And outsourcing the work. Outsourcing, yeah. Hiring the work. Yeah, yeah, you hire. But but that actually happens at all phases, even selling. You eventually, everything you do, if you excel at it well enough, you can hire someone to do it. Yeah. Right? And I I don't even sell. I don't sell. I have a a director of sales and a director of appointment setting. So if you get really, if you go hardcore enough at any category and you make it successful, then you hire a manager for it and you keep going. And it's tough. It takes a lot of focus, but it, it can be done. I think it doesn't happen video production a lot is because people tap out either at one person, right? Where they don't focus on sales enough to get up to even 200,000 in sales. And then once they do get two or three people, they kind of just stop selling hard enough to get up to that 10 or 15 person mark. But if you like showing up with cameras, then that's cool. I mean, there was a time in which I did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I guess as time goes on, it's like do the things that you like to do and then delegate what you don't. That's and right. that is a key to building a business that you love because if you're doing all the shit you hate, then... Oh, yeah. We talk about like happiness and, and levels of success and what that means. And it's like everybody's got to define that for themselves. There's some people for that sure. they could shoot and they can make $40,000 and they're just happy because they just love shooting that much. Yeah. And ultimately money, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like when you have RuneScape, played RuneScape growing up. <laughs> yes. okay. Oh my God, Eric, weren't we just talking about RuneScape? My, yes, my yes. brother had way more. My brother was rich in RuneScape. Okay, <laughs> he had millions of GPs. I was broke, but I had fun playing the game. I didn't know how to get the money or mine. I went to the Chefs Guild and I just made pies and they went PKing and I was giving the pies because I sucked. Now my brother doesn't care about money and I care. You know, so it's just a game. It's all a game. And uh, what differences I have if I have millions or zero? All right, you don't want zero, but you just got to like what you're doing. You've been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Nobody wants zero. But, uh, you know, as long as you're liking what you're doing, uh, you know, there's nothing particularly better or worse. I think that in theory, the bigger you can get as a company, the more freedom that you can allocate to yourself. Uh, if If you can take on the responsibility of sales activities. The more you gravitate to sales in this category, the more freedom that you can purchase later on. Did When you started in this journey, right, did, did you have a vision for your video production company? You're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get it to 50 people or I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep growing it until it just it can't grow anymore or just. Yeah, it's just fun to build a business. And I think I, I probably wanted to become the biggest I could. Like Clum Creative is probably what I'm looking at. We're like the 20 something largest video production in, in the kind of the five to 50,000 category, uh, which is like crazy. If you look at accounting yeah. firms, there's like bajillions of accounting yeah. firms or marketing firms. I would not even be in the top thousand accounting firms at this size. So it's a small subcategory. Is, is your work primarily just in, in Cleveland? Or do you, do you guys travel? No, uh, most of it, it, it's only about maybe 10 or 15% in Cleveland. Half of it's animation. And then the other stuff is live action. But you just hire a crew wherever. Or they just yeah. don't care. You know, it depends. 
every company's different. Some will fly you somewhere. Some will let you shoot locally. Some you just kind of get the lead and then you kind of sell it. However, they're open to be sold. You don't try to force like that out there. You know, if they're like, if a thousand bucks of travel is a huge deal to them, just like, Oh yeah, we've got a local crew, which how, how hard is it to get a local DP anywhere? You know what I mean? It's not hard. Yeah, I did yeah. that. You got to be flexible with your with your client. Yeah. Now, does offering more services really help you? Uh, not necessarily, because if you can't sell video production, you can't get leads for video production. You probably can't get leads for graphic design or advertising or whatever, right? So if you don't know how to get leads, you're not gonna get know how to get leads and other things, right? Yeah, so yeah. first, you got to figure out how to get leads, and most people have no idea how to get leads. They don't. If you think that selling graphic design to your existing customers is going to solve all your problems, it's probably not. It might help you grow a few percent, if that, but you're avoiding the problem, which is scalable lead generation within a category. The companies that you are selling to, is it it like a mix of this or is it more so one than the other, like them already knowing that they need video, want video, and then you step in and are there to fulfill that? Or are you doing a lot of like convincing that they're- It's impossible to convince someone. Yeah, that's what okay. On as well, you're, gonna, you're not gonna you're not gonna call Nike and be like, "Hey, send me your shoes. We'll do some spec video. We'll show you how good." No, they don't care. They need not even not nobody cares. Not Nike or not uh, anyone on even lower. Nobody cares. Ultimately, how's how you get customers? You just contact as many people as possible. Get your and then and then then you're on their radar when they need a video. Okay, you're like the one of three people they know. And then you just want to come in and send, be a little like 5% lower cost and have good work. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. You just try to be slightly less and just, just show them you want it, contact them quite a bit and stay in touch. And you just have it's to build, a build a massive amount of people that know who you are when they think of, you know, every marketer in the country at some point this year will wake up and think, I need a video created. And then they're gonna think of one or two, maybe three potential things that they know when they think video. And you have to figure out, reach out to people and do other things to How get to make yourself any of those marketers to at least consider you as one of those three. And then, yes. and then when they have the need and you catch them at the right time, then you can pitch them on a project. If you're gonna go so hard trying to sell why people should do video, you're probably selling to the wrong people. And that's yeah. where the good category are companies that are a little bit more established. You don't need huge corporations, <laughs> but you know, if a guy needs, a guy's asking you or a girl's asking you, what's the ROI of video? Just get off the call. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> not going to be an ideal client at all. Yeah. No, not this guy, this person doesn't understand cause and effect. They don't understand basic logic. Just get off the phone. What's the <laughs> ROI of a sign? Well, you just, it means, you know, it's like, what's the ROI of a sign? It's like, okay, I, you know, I can ask about the ROI of everything. What are they really telling you? Hey, I don't have enough. I don't have that much money and I'm nervous. And they don't uh, have enough trust either. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I don't have enough money. I'm nervous spending on this. Just just call somebody else. Call people that want videos. The same way if you're selling high-end landscaping services, you're not calling some random company in the middle of nowhere that doesn't need like a really nice hedge trim and flowers. <laughs> you're calling country clubs. Yeah. So just call people that want the shit generally that you're selling and don't call people that don't really need it. You're not going to go to the, the machine shop dude and be like, Hey, did you know if you put tulips in your, in, in, your, <laughs> in your flower bed, it's, you know, your employees are going to be that much happier to show up to work. No, he's like, Oh yeah, really? Wow. I would really like tulips now. No, the <laughs> club wants the tulips 
And this guy just wants some dude to mow his grass. So just <laughs> know who you are and just sell whatever they want. Honestly, this is the wildest way I've ever heard it explained, but it really, I, it is as simple and as complicated as that. They All sell, true. there's people that sell grass mowing and there's people that sell tulips and like <laughs> lettered, uh, you know, hedge arrangements. You know, you just got to figure out, you know, who would buy that shit. Most people <laughs> don't want a $10,000 corporate video, but there are some that, that do the that same do. way that a lot of, most people don't want tulips there, but there are some that do. You just have to kind of think about it and figure out who wants that and call those people. I love that analogy. That is just perfect. It's so, Mike, what's uh, what's next then for Clum? You've had a lot of success with it. Where's it yeah. going? One, we've built some original content brands, a luxury wristwatch review channel on YouTube. That's one of the largest in the, in the world for reviewing luxury wristwatches. And then we built a retail component on top of that original content business with me and my business partner, Teddy. The brand's called Teddy Baldassar, which is his name and he's the host. And we have another that's in the works that's in a similar vein. Find the right partners in this business. Most video production people are not going to be able to make their own show, okay? They're too emotional, typically, sometimes, unless you're an incredible creative, right? So if you're in video production, you want to be original content, seek people that have the format, that have the situation, that are getting momentum already on YouTube or somewhere, and bring your production shit in and elevate them and, and, and whatever, right? Look at yourself more as a record label than, you know, you're going to be the next creator of the next show because you, that's what you think is fun. Try to find good partners in. So that's one lane. We'll probably do more original content. And when I say original content, it's own brand branded YouTube channels and other online oriented stuff. The other is just scaling video production, selling activities. I think we're 25 people. There's no reason we couldn't be three or four times that size if we just keep, you know, improving our selling activities. And then, you know, at, at some point, like you mentioned, uh, adding in other creative, other things within the creative services category. The other thing I would say to someone in video production, a lot of people try to take the jump from video production to say advertising or video production to digital marketing. I think there's other things around video production that are much more likely at upsells that are more in the realm of creative services. Digital marketing and creative services are two completely different buyers and two completely different categories. If you're in video production, you're in the creative services category. So look at selling something like graphic design or just branding or design. You're gonna be more likely to upsell there. So I could see us moving into that horizontally within creative services. You still gotta get a little bigger. You mentioned something that I think would help or ring true to our community when you mentioned, you know, the fifty thousand dollar filmmaker, you know, looking to grow. You know, we often ask our guests, like, hey, for a filmmaker just starting out or looking to to go full time with their career or, you know, their thirty to fifty grand in their business and looking to grow. What's one tip that you would give them? Number one, you have to call all the marketing agencies within a 50 mile radius or hundred mile radius of you call the creative directors or call the owners and just ask them to do a meeting and just call them all. And if they don't pick up, call them again and just at least get a no from everybody. Right. That's not that hard. Most marketing agencies will pick up. The reason marketing agencies is a kind of an easy call, not the best customers because you're multi-layered, but if you can get a few marketing agencies that can pick you up an additional 20, 30, 40,000 a year, you can get a handful bringing you, a project recorder or something like that, right? So that's step number one. 
Uh, and then basically the same idea is just do that to a category of companies locally. You start locally because it's, you know, you're more likely to sell to those. They're going to like you because they're local. But in order to do all that stuff, you have to block your time out and you just have to recognize that if you don't sell, you will, you will forever probably either be broke or you'll just stay the same size. Like if you don't just take tomorrow the same way, all right, I got my edit done. Tomorrow I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell all day. I'm going to do sales activities. And it's not going to work, but you need to do it for weeks and weeks upon weeks, and then it will work. It just, it works. There's people that sell insurance. There's people selling insurance. I mean, it's like, you know, people selling a bunch of random shit. And it does work. It always works. So I would say, yeah, just start by calling marketing agencies one, because all marketing agencies like to have like some uh, video guy that's like a little bit less cost. The other thing is, don't be afraid to be slightly less cost, okay? Like lower cost. Everyone wants to be like, oh, I know my value and charge your worth and shit. No, beat your competitors. That's how you get revenue and just get it done quicker. And, uh, you know, then as you get more demand, you can increase, you know, your your rates. But there's nothing wrong with being 10 or 15 or 20% lower cost. You don't want to charge like a ridiculously low amount that you're, you know, working for $30 an hour, $20 an hour, but you know, people like it's basic consumer behavior. Yeah. Especially like what you said, especially as you're starting out, like if you don't have a client base, then. Oh, if you're starting out, I mean, you got to go real low because you need customers and you need to stay up, you need cash to stay alive. So you got to, I mean, I would charge whatever gets the deal done. You can't lose deals early on, especially when you don't have any backup money. If they got a thousand bucks, it's going to take you a hundred hours. Well, shit, you're doing it. Right. I mean, what are you going to say? No and die. I mean, you literally will die, you know? Yeah. And I think that just recognize that if you're at 50 G's and it, you want to get to hundred or hundred, it, it does get better. So it's worth it. I mean, it's like just recognizing that it's, it's worth the grind, but there's no, I think a lot of people gravitate towards magic formulas. Like, Oh, if I do content marketing, maybe I'll start a podcast and I'll get all these customers or I'll do this. Like, the vast majority of things that are fun to do that maybe have a creative element that you would think you would like this and some emotional storyline of, Oh, I did this. And then this is how I got all like, most of those things don't work. But the most, yeah, the most direct uh, exposure is direct sales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, there is some play for SEO. I mean, we do clean video production or but it's real as I maybe it's a, I get, I've ranked top of that for five, five, six years. You know, I get a few leads, one, one lead a day. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it, but at the end of the day, for most people, it's like winner takes all on SEO. And you know, most people aren't going to rank well for SEO, but if you're, you know, and you just want to go from 50 to 150 or 50 to 200,000, just call creative directors, just keep calling them. It will work. You know, and also some people are not that good at video production. That's okay. Just know who to hire. If you're a good editor, hire a DP and be willing to be like, you know what? I'm not that great of a DP. I suck. Okay. And if I have a $3,000 project, I can pay someone 600 or 800 bucks to help shoot this better and and just be willing to give up some of the money. And also the other thing is very, very unlikely, very unlikely that if you are one or two or three or four or five person company in video production that you're going to hire a sales rep to grow your business, or you're going to hire some lead generate. It just, if you don't know how to do it as the owner, you are 
you're done for. You're not going to be able to hire. This is not, you're not, you didn't invent anything that's, you could just hire someone to go sell. You're selling what hundreds of thousands of people can also offer. If you're in the video production business, you're in the sales business. So, you know, don't think that you can just hire some sales rep. It's good. That's all that advice. And don't allocate too much capital to equipment. Okay. That is because, a very real. Yes. Because here's you. what you, if, if you, let's say you live off of four, 50 grand and you do 80 grand, you can allocate, you could get $30,000 of extra cash flow a year and you want to get to 250. Here's the truth. Even things like calling the creative directors, you need some capital, you need some money. Why? Well, you need to get their data. How do you get their data? Well, maybe you allocate uh, 10 grand a year to Zoom info, or you get this, or you get an Upwork for a freelancer to help you line up a call list of the decision. You know, sales activities cost money. I mean, a lot of it costs time, but especially if you're out shooting, you need to be spending money on a freelancer to get your sales sheets ready so you can do the outreach and then, the, right? Allocate your money to sales activities and it will buy all the equipment. I have all the equipment I would ever want in the world. It's a, it's a toy land of equipment, but I don't, I didn't do that trying to do that. Right. I don't, I could care less about what I have in the equipment room, but the only way you get more equipment sustainably is that you spend your money on sales activities. So try to keep your, and don't live like you're the shit. If you're, if you're making 80 G's, live off 35 or 40. And then you have an extra $40,000 cash flow that you can use to grow your business. And here's the other thing. Be willing to blow through all that 40 grand learning. Don't do yeah. some guru course and shit. Don't learn bullshit like that. Okay, you don't need any courses. But you got to learn like, all right, maybe I buy this data or I do this. I call this or I do this. The only way to start to grow your business is to spend money on growing your business and learn, you know, how to do it. And then you're going to see what doesn't work. And then you, if you keep going, you're going to have another 30 grand next year that you throw off. Then you keep spending and then you can get smart over time. And then you'll get up to hundred, 200, and then you'll, or whatever levels you're at and you keep growing. And the principles apply when you're a 20 person business, it's the same concept. Yeah. Sales yeah. first. That's awesome. It's a fun business. You can have a great life in this business, you know, probably better than other, other businesses, you know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to come on. You guys are cool. And yeah, yeah. thank you so much for, all your I didn't know you guys uh, were in Ohio. Like, Mike, fun. how can people follow your journey? Uh, uh, just Instagram. I'm on Instagram, our site or oh, LinkedIn, connect me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect with other people doing video production. I mean, I love helping people that are, were in my, cause it was, it's a lot of pain. Video people are particularly passionate about what they're doing and it can really get in their way. And it sucks to make less than you could make working somewhere and, and feeling that you're not making as much as you want and you're busier than you want. It's just like, it can really just burn you out from the passion. Absolutely. So if, if anyone ever want hit me up, I mean, I'm always happy to do a call with anybody and it's, it's just fun. Mike Clum yeah. and Clum Creative. There you go. Yeah, Mike Clum, Clum Creative. Mike, I certainly appreciate the fire in your belly, and I and I love the convictions that you have. Very passionate, which is shines through so great, which which I love, and I'm sure it's going to resonate with the people who listen. All of you, stay safe, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community.
We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.